Hello everybody, this is Amos back with the second podcast for the Amos Byler Show. The date today is August 3rd, I'm sitting outside here in my backyard getting some sun while I'm doing a podcast because why the hell not? Outside is one of my favorite places to be lately so I decided to um, get a tan while I'm doing a podcast. So I'm out here naked, kind of, but anyway, um, so let's get right into this week's episode. I think this week I'm going to talk about, mainly talk about what it was like for me growing up Amish, just because maybe some people would be curious, but probably more just because I need to talk about it, and Into This Mic is a good place to talk about it, so... So, uh, we'll begin, I guess, I don't know um, where I should begin. I guess I'll begin by saying I was born and raised in York County, Pennsylvania, on an Amish farm, because my parents were Amish, my grandparents were Amish, and I come from an Amish family, so that's why that happened. And then my family, my whole family, my dad, mom, and all of us, six uh six yes no five no six six children sorry (laughs) at the time left the amish and moved away to huntington county and then to wherever but anyway um there was one more born since i have seven siblings but there was only six that were born amish five brothers no, four brothers. Uh, yeah, four brothers, one sister. So five boys, one girl, born Amish, and one after. But anyway, so I was born August 18th, 1997. That's my birthday. That's when I was born. I think that's how it works. Um, I was born in a hospital in Lancaster General, actually. Many of you may know where that is. I don't know, but that's where I was born. Um, I was a tough one to get out, apparently. I um, I believe my dad said that my mom's water broke a while before I actually came out, and so she had to go to the hospital. But here I am, I made it. And I was a good baby. I think from what I remember I was a good baby I didn't give my mom too much trouble and I was a pretty good boy growing up as well just a well-behaved young Amish boy wearing his hat all the time and suspenders and doing my chores although I wasn't the best at doing my chores I didn't the chores I had for some reason I didn't really like so I would procrastinate and just my job on this was obviously not when I was a baby. I'm just kind of jumping around here. I should probably just stick to the timeline, but my mind likes to wander, so this is what I thought of, so this is what I'm going to talk about. That's kind of how I roll. So, um, excuse me. <coughs> when I was, I probably started helping with chores at the age of, I don't know, five or six. Don't tell the child protective services that's just how they do it in the Amish 
So my chores were on Saturdays. My particular chores were to, um, like I said, we grew up on a farm. We had cows, horses, pigs, bunny rabbits, dogs, cats, chickens, all kinds of stuff. So my job on Saturdays in particular was to bed the um, the heifers, the young cows. Pen, um, I guess I'm trying to put. Amish were Amish terms into things normal people would understand because I haven't thought of many of these things except in Amish words so I'm trying to make sure I say it properly but I would so it, let me just give you a picture of what our barn looked like where our heifers are like teenage cows or youth cows basically when they were not babies but they weren't mamas yet they weren't ready to be milked yet so cows yeah, I'm gonna go over the place here, but cows for you city folk, they um, they are born as babies just like us, and then they grow up, and then I don't know what age, I forget what age, but whenever they have their first baby, that's when we start milking them, naturally, because then they produce milk for their babies, but we take it. So when they're growing up, they in, on our farm we had a specific barn for the ones that were we called heifers. They were. Um, between baby and grown-up age so they had we had them in a specific barn and there it was like a two-story barn one the top story was for hay the bottom was for them to live in so the on the top story we had hay and straw straw for bedding their pens because they would live in their pen poop in it and then we would cover it up with straw and then they would lay in that it's nice and comfortable and they would poop on that and we would cover that up with straw until it's about a foot or two deep and then we would take a fork like um, kind of like a kitchen utensil fork but about 50 times bigger and we would by hand we would uh, clean it out throw it in the manure spreader and take it out with the horses and spread it on the fields for good fertilizer but um, anyway back to my story of doing my chores I um, yeah my job was to bed all the the heifers and I think the horses too so the horses were in the other barn but they we did a similar they had a similar living situation where they each lived in a stall and they would poop and we would bed it and they would poop and we would bed it you know until it was full enough to clean out so my job was to every Saturday I believe it was once a week or maybe twice a week but every Saturday I know it was my job to put down a couple bales of straw open them up and spread them around and give them a nice nice fresh um, place to lay their heads and butts and whatever they wanted to lay but um that was my job and for some reason most I'm sure some days I would get it done relatively on time but for a good part of the Saturdays that I remember I like to just sit up there and not do it for as long as I could because I just didn't want to I just procrastinated and I'd just sit up there and then eventually I would put some straw down and eventually do it and it didn't take that long once I did it but I just like to procrastinate and not do it so anyway that's the story I just thought of I went off on a bunch of bunny trails but that's kind of how my brain works so I guess if you're going to listen to my podcast you'll just have to get used to that but anyway um, so back to the beginning when I was a baby I don't remember too much of that because I was pretty young and it's pretty standard even for normal people I think not to remember much of their baby years but I believe that I was a good boy my dad said I think I was pretty easy as a baby and 
Then my first memory that I really have, I believe, that I can think of is four years old. Um, so, so in the cow stable, we had uh, what was called a milk house, a room in the barn next to the cow stable where we would have a tank for all the milk that comes from the cows and all the milkers and everything would go in there and it was like the clean room where we would wash the milkers the milk tanks there all that good stuff but anyway on top of the milk tank well it was what's called an agitator where it stirs the milk basically so the engine for the stirrer is on top of the milk tank and one time when i was a little child four years old i decided it would be a good idea to go up there and try to so the engine was up and then it came down like a little rod down through the lid of the milk tank so and I guess there was a pin going the opposite way I'm trying to demonstrate with my fingers but I don't think you can see that so anyway there was a little rod that I could hold on to so I grabbed that with my hands to try to stop it from going around but I had gloves on my hands so the one pin caught my glove and twisted my wrist like clockwise and like twisted it until it broke so like basically if you imagine my fist closed and then it just twisting to the clockwise my left fist or it was my right maybe yeah I think it was my right arm so my right fist with my thumb on top closed and then twisting counterclockwise until my fingers meet my forearm my inner forearm which is probably not called a forearm, I don't know, but so basically it twisted till my wrist broke and that's how I broke my wrist at four years old. And then I remember that I was at the hospital and I got big stickers. So that's about all I remember from that, but that's my first memory as a child, I believe. And then from there, I had a green cast, I remember that, green cast. And then I had to eat left-handed because I'm right-handed and I broke my right wrist, so that didn't work out too good. But I don't remember how that went. I'm sure I managed because I'm still alive, so I guess I ate somehow. And then after that, I continued to progress in age and continue to have more and more chores as I got older. Started going to school probably at the age of five or six, probably kindergarten at five and then first grade at six. Um, I didn't really like school, but I didn't ha hate it, but I don't think I liked it much. I can't remember, honestly. I don't remember too much of my childhood, but a little bit. So, yeah, our school, oh yeah, I guess I should continue explaining what it's like being Amish because that's what this podcast is all about. So when I say I went to school, our school was a little one-room schoolhouse, probably 20 to yeah, probably 20 to 40 students. I don't know. Somewhere around there. So, little one-room schoolhouse, grades 1 through 8. Sometimes kindergarten. If there was kindergartens, they'd come like once or twice a week. And one teacher. Sometimes the teacher's helper. Depends how many students were. So, in my grade, there was three students. Some grades had up to five. Some had one. Sometimes there was nobody in a grade. Just depends on who was in that community. Mine had three. And, um, yeah, I, I was obviously the coolest one of them all, of the three, I think, I don't know. I don't remember if I thought I was cool in school or not back then, who knows. But then, so what 
school was like. We had math, which we called arithmetic. We had, so our two languages were English and German. That's what everyone learned. And, but in school, so yeah, you didn't learn the English language until you went to school. That's another thing when you're Amish. Well, when it, where I'm from in York County nowadays, in Lancaster County, it's a little different. They're a lot more modern and different than what I'm explaining here, but this is what my experience is like in York County. Obviously, 12, 13 years ago, plus the York County was like the plainer, stricter side of the Amish than Lancaster, so. So yeah, we um, learned, I didn't learn English until I went to school, first grade, you know, took English as one of my languages, so I learned it throughout school, and during school we would always talk in English, you know, to teach the kids English. And then also German was our second language, because you need to, I guess, according to the law. And then we had math, we had health, <laughs> which was a joke. <laughs> uh, we had art, we would draw stuff and whatnot. And what else did we have? Um, that's math, language, art. I feel like there was one more, but I forget what it is. History, yeah, history. Not science, but history. And um, those were our curriculums for everyone, just different levels for each grade, but everyone studied the same thing. And um, we would have, like, recess in between each period, and we would play softball or kickball or different games, but those were the main two during recess so that was cool and we would take our lunches and eat lunch at lunchtime and outside of the schoolhouse there was an old school water pump and a cupboard where everyone would keep their cup and then if you needed water you would go to the water pump pump your cup full and drink it that was pretty neat and so my house was actually just like right down the road from the school so if whenever we needed to actually now I'm lying the water pump was just to wash our hands. We didn't drink that water because we had a five-gallon like igloo thermos that we had for drinking water. So whenever that got empty, we would have like assigned groups of two who would go down with five-gallon or gallon water jugs to my house to our hydrant because that was the closest place and fill it up and then fill up the water igloo cooler so we could drink water and then. Um, yeah, that was that. But that's about it for school. And then my chores were what I was saying. And also I had to help milk. I think from the age of six I had to help milk. I'm not sure exactly, but from a young age. Uh, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening. We would milk about 40 cows, I think. We had milkers, but we would dump the milk into a little tank on wheels. And then whenever that tank got full, we would escort it into the milk house and have a pressurized hose thing that would blow all the milk from the tank into the big tank in the milk house and then um, yeah that was milking and then we would feed the cows put them out in the pasture when we're done milking and um, feed the horses bed the horses feed all the calves feed the heifers feed the rabbits feed the pigs feed, yeah basically we had to feed all the animals bed them Depends on the animal, they would get to go out in the pasture, so we'd put them out, put them back in, 
and um, then there was farm work too. We did um, like crops. We had hay, corn, um, mostly just hay and corn, honestly. Some the one year we did some some grains, different stuff like that, but mostly hay and corn were our crops. So every so often, maybe three or four times a year, the hay got big enough to cut and bale. So I was, uh, we left when I was 11, like I said, but I was just old enough uh, before we left to um, to drive the horses out in the field a few times for some small task. Imagine that, 11-year-old kid doing farm work out in the field. Pretty young, but that's how the Amish do it. They like to put them, wor put them to work at a young age. And um, the way we got around was with horses and buggies, obviously, duh. And scooters, no bicycles. Bicycles were not allowed, but scooters were where you have to like pedal it with your foot. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the gist of it. And now I'm gonna like try to think of some things that, because whenever now, uh, whenever I go around just in life in general, and when people find out I'm Amish, they're all like, oh. They have all these questions. Sometimes they're afraid to ask. Sometimes they're not, depending on the social situation. But usually if they get a few drinks in them, they have all kinds of questions for me, which I don't mind. It's fun. But there's some common ones I'll try to remember and answer them here. And then another thing, if you do have questions um, for a future episode, if I get enough questions, I can do another episode answering your questions on what it's like to be Amish. Send them to my Instagram DMs. Uh, my Instagram is at Amos Byler, A-M-O-S-B-E-I-L-E-R. Uh, like I said last episode, I am off social media until probably September or October, so I won't see them right away, but I will see them eventually. So um, send your any questions about what it's like to be Amish. Make sure you specify it's for the podcast, and then I will collect those and maybe have another episode. But for now, I'll try to answer some that I can remember but anyway the common one is taxes yes Amish have to pay taxes there's a few maybe that they're exempt from like yeah, one is social security because they don't they don't use that program so they got exempt from that maybe a few other minor ones but for the most part even like school taxes they have to pay all that because they use the public school buses and all that so yes they do have to pay taxes and another one is about um, the Amish Mafia, if, if that's real. <laughs> that one... I'm sorry, got distracted, but uh, the Amish Mafia, yes. That is... I mean, I don't know those guys personally. Actually, I did I did meet one guy. Oh, we're still good? Yeah, we're still good. Okay. Um, yeah, that show was obviously not real um it was just like reality shows are for the most part i mean some reality shows are more real than others i'm sure but that one not very real i know some of the people that were in it were amish in the past you know so they some parts of it may have been real but overall it was not real it was you know scripted and produced and i never even really watched it so i don't know what it was all about but yeah not not completely real there. I did meet one of the guys that was on it though, but he 
was a little weird. I don't know what his name was. Hopefully he doesn't hear this, but, um, um, yeah, so that one and then Breaking Amish and all them, like I said, I, I never watched Breaking Amish either. I don't really know what that's all about. I don't know who the people are on it, but what I think is that, um, the people that are on it probably went through a similar process, like they did leave the Amish, but what they show on the show is not what Amish, what most Amish teenagers go through. And then here's the other thing. My Amish, like I said, was strict, plain York County, you know, there's other, there's other communities of Amish not associated with those Amish that I was raised in that they're, they have different rules, different lives, different things. So the Breaking Amish show, I think, was more from one of those communities. So whether how real that was, I don't know, but I'm guessing not super accurate, just like reality shows. But what I think is those people probably were people who left the Amish at one point and then got, you know, got hired to do the show. And then, you know, from there it was scripted and produced, I'm sure. But that's about all I know. I can't say too much because I don't know too much about it, but. And then, uh, what's the other one? Oh, Rumspringa. <laughs> People always ask about Rumspringa because the common belief is that that when you're a certain age, you go out into the world and live like normal people for a year or two and then decide if you want to come back and join the Amish or stay with the world. That is not the case in where I, again, where my community, where I'm from. But again, some communities that is kind of true I think they do do something similar to that but not where I'm from so where I'm from all of Rumspringa was was when you turn 16 you join a group there's different groups of them you ch choose which one you want to join and then that's like your youth group basically per se your youth group your friend group you go every Sunday you meet up and uh, you play volleyball mostly and you, then you sing in the evening and that's where you like meet your friends find your wife often and that kind of stuff so it's basically youth group and oftentimes depending on the group but young boys will during that time try to you know be a little rebellious or be bad maybe have a radio or cell phone or cd player you know things they're not allowed to have so yeah they'll get a little wild have some fun but unfortunately i was never old enough to join that group i wanted to join and be a little bad maybe have a camera but <laughs> Now I can have all that stuff, but it doesn't matter now because I'm allowed to. So that's Rumspringa for my for where I'm from. Uh, let's see what else are some common questions people ask. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure you all you all have some good ones for me. And if I think of any more here while I'm talking, I'll pop them out. But. Um, yeah, so that that was kind of a very brief overview, I guess, of what it was like to be Amish. For my own personal experience, it was, um, like I said, I don't remember a ton about my childhood. I don't know why, maybe, not sure. But for me, I'm very thankful that I was born in that. I believe it was all just part of my journey, you know, it was meant to happen, of course, and I'm glad I'm not there now, of course. I would never go back. I would encourage people not to be Amish unless they want to, but um, 
I'm very thankful that I was born and raised that way because it taught me hard work. It taught me, um, um, yeah, it taught me work, hard work. I was, I had discipline as a child and all that. So that was good. It turned me into a pretty cool person, I think, but, um, I'm definitely glad I'm not there now. And it is people. So another, like a lot of people admire the Amish for their simple ways and think that they're all good. And then there's other people who hate them, but I would say Amish are just like any other group of people. There's good, there's bad, there's rich, there's poor. But one thing they do have that is rare in the world now, nowadays is community, which is important. For the most part, they have like their community, their groups, churches, schools, where they all help each other out in times of need. So even though, yeah, there's rich and poor and Amish, there's still Whenever someone's in need, they're going to be taken care of because they're part of the community, so that part's cool. But um, the bad part, I think, is there's, just like in the regular world, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like um, just like with churches and children and parents, just depending on you know the situation. Not nearly everyone, but there are situations where bad things happen but when they do they usually just keep them quiet sweep it under the rug and move on with their life because they don't want to they don't want that stuff to come out so that part is unfortunate but like I said it's not worse that it's just part of life every happens in the real world too but I don't like how in the Amish it, they try to hide it and make themselves look better than they are sometimes so yeah but um there's definitely a lot of good things that came from growing up Amish, so I'm very thankful for that. I love my Amish family. We were actually there just see Sunday. My parents and my brothers and I, we all went to see my uncles, a couple of my uncles and cousins, so that was a lot of fun. Always loved going back to see them. They're always happy to see us. Um, yeah, they're great people, great family. Um, I'm thankful that we were able to um, to still have that friendship with them because, oh, another question is about shunning because, yeah, my, so that's on my dad's side of the family. Those, those cousins, aunts, uncles, all for the most part are very open to having us come and visit and especially like a couple of them who we were close friends with growing up and they're, yeah, they're just, they're, they're all cool. And I mean, obviously they wish we wouldn't have left the Amish because it's like in the Amish, it's a big thing that it's wrong to leave the Amish. If you're born Amish, you need to stay Amish or it's just bad. God doesn't like that, I guess. So in their minds, they feel bad for us for leaving the Amish, but yeah. But besides that, they're really cool. They, my little brother actually works for one of them uh, on their construction crew. My cousins have a construction company, very successful, and my, one of my brothers works with them, so that's cool. I've gotten to work with them a few times, a lot of fun, great workers, great guys. And then, um, um, yeah, so shunning. So that side of the family, yeah, they're, they're cool. They don't shun. But then my mom's side of the family... Um, her parents never wanted anything to do with us 
some most of my mom's sisters came around eventually like her siblings and we went and had visits with them a few times but still not as often as my dad's side but my mom's parents never came around they never want to see us so that's unfortunate but so goes life nothing you can do about that we had to make the decision we had to make and another question I get is why did my dad decide to leave the Amish um, that is something I've always wondered myself because my dad was one of the most plain most Amish guys you would ever meet like no one would have ever expected him to be one to leave the Amish but uh, from getting to know my dad more recently I've learned that the reason he left the Amish is because like me he's a deep thinker he doesn't just take things for what they are because someone says so like he thinks about it and is like okay well why is that this way why is this that way and there's so many rules in the Amish ooh that's loud I don't know how loud that is in here but there's a truck going by but anyway there's so many rules in the Amish that, that are not based there's some that are kind of based on the bible kind of based on how they used to do it back in the day different stuff like that but then there's some that are just completely random made up so there's just so many rules that don't make sense so my dad and then religion too is a little different they have like it's little it's christianity but it's a little different from traditional christianity they have their own twist to it but i guess my dad just kept somehow kept thinking about certain things and how they just don't make sense and why this is that and that's this and then he got to talking with somebody and I don't know the whole story but somehow he decided that the Amish isn't the way anymore and that's pretty cool so it makes sense to me now getting to know him more and realizing that he's like me in the way he thinks a lot and I'm just realizing that I am that way actually too because that I think outside the box I try to think for myself instead of just what people tell me and so that's how he came to that conclusion I believe which is wonderful and so I'm glad he did because now me and my siblings life has opened up to way more possibilities I think that we have the sky's the limit for what we can achieve because of our childhood and what we've been through and where we're at now so it's all wonderful and good so yeah for but to get back to why my dad left it all came down to religious reasons at first like he didn't when he got to thinking he didn't agree with the way the Amish believe as far as religions and rules goes so that's why he left and then kind of jumped through different religions and progressed his way out of it but um, yeah that's how that went and now here we are many years later let's see it would be 13 about 13 years later now since we left the Amish so most of my life I haven't been Amish and after we left the Amish I was blessed enough to be able to we moved away and then I was not around Amish or ex-Amish that much for many years after we left the Amish which was great so I kind of got all that out of my system I played sports and in high school and stuff so I kind of got acquainted to the world so I got like a taste of Amish and the real world combined and kind of figured out my life from there which I think served me well for where I'm at now and I just continue to learn there's still some things of course where people are like you haven't heard of that or you don't know about this or you haven't seen that movie or 
you know, or you didn't have experience this in your childhood where they're like, wow, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I was Amish. And they're like, oh, yeah. So there's still things like that, but I don't care. That's cool. I love it. I love to be different. I love to be unique. And I think my upbringing was super unique, and I love it. I love where I'm at, and I just love life, so it's wonderful. And, um, yeah, any more Amish questions? Let me see. Um, let me see how far we're in here. Um, 30 minutes. Um, I was going to do an hour, but kind of running out of stuff to talk about when it comes to Amish. So maybe I will, let me see if I can think of anything else. Um, Amish. Yeah, I... Um, that's all that comes to mind for now so I guess I'll talk a little bit about myself here and then end the episode um, like I said it's August 3rd and I am here living my life and having a good time I'm excited about the future I have some exciting stuff coming up um, I'm not, I don't even remember what I said in the last episode I didn't, don't expect anyone to have listened to it either so I don't care but I was just doing it for myself mostly but this one might get a few listeners because of the title I don't know again I don't care I'm not going to promote it I'm not trying to get listeners right now I just want to build a foundation just build um put a couple episodes out before I even promote them on social media I'm putting them out on YouTube under my channel Amos Byler and then Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. I'm putting them all out there. I'm going to continue to make it more professional as I go. But for now, I just want to get a couple episodes out, get experience under my belt, experience talking into a mic and everything, making sure it all sounds good. But so far, it's been going good. I love it. I love talking. I love writing now. So it's all fun and fun. been writing songs. I finally wrote my first complete song couple weeks ago now I'm working on transposing it to music and yeah it's fun times really exciting stuff and uh, yeah that's about it for today I guess thanks for listening if you made it this far um, go follow me on Instagram to stay updated at Amos Byler and then follow my YouTube channel Amos Byler also my TikTok also at Amos Byler even though like I said I'm not really posting on those right now i'm posting on my youtube just the podcast once a week but once i get back into it in september october i'm gonna be posting a lot more about um what i'm gonna be doing in music and then also my fitness because i'm really into fitness right now but i'm just kind of keeping that to myself i'm gonna pop out with that probably at that time as well so i'll post about fitness my eating what i'm eating i talked a little bit about that last week about what I'm eating but I'm still experimenting with that and trying different things so I'll wait on that a little bit and then I'm going to be talking so my podcast and my social medias are going to be based around that music fitness um, music fitness eating and just kind of my life what I like to do I like outdoors stuff I like hiking rock climbing adventuring exploring all that stuff and I'm getting a van here soon in the next month or two to go travel around the country and so that will also be a part of my 
social media and YouTube, which will be cool. I think that'll be really interesting for a lot of people, but mostly for myself. Again, I don't really care if anyone listens or follows. It's just for me, so I'm going to do it because I love it, and it's going to be a good time. But if you want to... F- if you want to follow, come along for the ride, and we'll have a good time. But hey, if you made it this far, thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next time, or don't. Peace out.